Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 127 with a client of ours, Andrew of GTG Builders out in New Jersey. And this is a fun conversation. Andrew's a great guy. We've known each other for, I don't know, six, seven years. It's been a while. We've been working together for a couple of years. And so we just have a little chat about all things marketing, family business, that sort of thing. It's a fun conversation. I think there's um, some really great takeaways just around Andrew's journey and kind of his mindset around marketing and how that's changed over the years. So hope you guys get a lot out of this conversation. And so, yeah, let's dive right into the show. Hey, Andrew, glad to have you on the show today. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like this is maybe a, a long time coming or, you know, we, we should have at least maybe done one of these in person. But uh, yeah, we we go back quite a ways to our first interaction. We were kind of chatting before we hit record. Do you remember when it was you kind of bumped into me and my dad and Builder Funnel? It seems like a million years ago that I found you. (laughs) I guess it came from my uh, misery that I was experiencing in my marketing program. You know, it's funny because I just kept running into you again and again, reading articles, white papers, even starting to see you in some video. And, uh, but man, that seems like a long time ago. I know. I want to say it was six years ago or something. Yeah, it, kind of <laughs> I mean, it's got, it's got to be. If you do the math, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of the cool things about the internet in general. I mean, we're, we're working together now. We've been doing your marketing for a little bit, but Regardless, it's just a great way to like get connected with with other people that you you know never would have met. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. And for a simple guy like me, when I see you everywhere that I'm looking, just assume that you could do that for me with my customers as well. And that was a big piece of it. I know that from your standpoint, it was a long time since we when we first met, <laughs> but when we decided to do business together. But I guess that's what it took. You know. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, we'll kind of dig into the marketing stuff, but I talk about that a lot, you know, uh, with what we do and with what you do in building custom homes or doing big remodeling projects, people think about this stuff for a long time. And so you just want to stay in the game. But uh, before we go too deep in the weeds on the marketing side, I'm always curious, just how did you first get into the business? What prompted you to start the business? So I always think it's a fairly interesting story. So I was born into the business in a way. My father, um, my father and a partner started building spec houses in the in 1950, and they built subdivisions for all those years, the ups and downs. And as a kid, you know, we worked there every summer. We worked with every trade. We picked up garbage. We learned how to lay block and and frame a house and swing a hammer. And, and so we did all that stuff. And like I said, there was always ups and downs. And so your parents always want better for you. So we all went to college and we ended up in different industries. I sold pharmaceuticals for a number of years. I was involved with a pharmaceutical company, helped 
pay my way through college. And when I graduated college, it was at one of those downtimes in the building business. And there was no place for me in the, in the company business. And I just stayed with that pharmaceutical. I wrote it out, ended up getting hired out by a company that was selling technology back to the pharmaceutical industry. It ended up being a really good fit. So it was, you know, three years here and then three years there and three. And I, and I just kind of adopted a consulting type business for myself. And then uh, when kind of things had stabilized, said to my brother, hey, why don't we both get back into this thing together and, and we just do it a little differently. And so the idea was instead of building spec homes like we, my, my father had done, we wanted to build custom homes one at a time on a client's property, eliminate that needing to always own land issue, but a little more intensity on the quality and the value and the specifics. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So kind of, kind of went down another path and then came back around to Yeah. It. Yeah. And, and you know, it's all, that's where life takes you, but it's been 20 years that we've been building custom homes and I just love it. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it is interesting because it's so similar to some of the threads with our family business. And yeah. I think it was my grandfather that was building kind of the, the spec homes and different communities. And then uh, my dad and uh, his brothers, my uncles got involved and then they kind of started doing custom and remodeling and handyman and, you know, those types of things. And let's face it, that, that gave me a comfort level with you. You know, you and I kind of came from that same background of a little bit, always had our foot in the building business, but then, you know, the family businesses, I work, my brother is my partner. We have um, employees that are our children. There's just a certain level of comfort level I got from you guys from that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, you said you've been doing this 20 years now and and we'll kind of talk about kind of some of the marketing and and sales kind of stuff, but I guess pre-builder funnel, you know, before we started working together, how did you kind of approach marketing or think about marketing? It's a great question. It's one of the things I talk to other people when I talk about builder funnel with other builders, because when we get together and we talk about our pain points, marketing, sales always come up. Before builder funnel, I didn't have a system for marketing. So we threw money at different things. Maybe it was print advertising for a quarter, and maybe it was pay-per-click for a quarter, and and then that didn't work the way we wanted it to. So the next quarter, we did something else. We were standing on the floor at builder shows, trying to hopefully that client would come in that was just the right client, would stop at the desk, and we'd have better photographs. And so we were all over the place. And it was spending money and never getting a return on it, you know? And that was really a dark period and a dark part of our business that. We had no control over generating leads. Yeah. Yeah. That that's tough because it makes everything else Whew. difficult. I feel like you can't, you don't want to pull the trigger on a new hire because you're like, well, what if the leads dry up? Or <laughs> I mean, operations, operations was a mess because in this business, I'm I'm the partner that kind of dedicates myself to sales and marketing. And when there wasn't any sales or marketing to do, I was out working with trying to meet architects and doing things like that. But there was there was no solid lead chain. So I was getting involved then in the operation side of the business would kind of upset the apple cart on that side. It just was not a great way to run a business. 
Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting because I think about, you know, how we met and I feel like there was a lot, I remember a lot of hesitancy to, you know, to move forward. And I, I feel like we had several conversations over, I think a period of years. And do you feel like that was because past marketing just hadn't worked? And so it was like, yeah. Hey, the, I mean, you know, uh, we all know this. When you have a need, there's always somebody to sell you something, you know, the, the latest app <laughs> or an, and what's the old saying to, to a hammer, everything's a nail. So the print advertising people had my solution. The yellow page people had my solution. Everybody had my solution to my problem. And, you know, there was a point that it was, let's try this and let's try that. And I really came to a point and we had this discussion in the company that maybe there is no marketing solution to our problem. Maybe it's something else. Maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe, you know, why are we different than other guys? So I had this callus built up when you and I talked about, hey, there's another guy selling me the solution to my problems. And I don't really believe it all 100%. I don't believe it enough to make that that leap. Yeah, yeah. And understandably, you know, and especially I feel like within the internet marketing space, there's a lot of, you know, fly by night companies and stuff like that. And people slinging SEO here and there. Yeah. And <laughs> it's every day, it's every day voicemails and emails still to this day of SEO and how we can do it better than the next guy. And we sell SEO and uh, maybe you want to buy a phone line from us, you know, it's, 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 it's great. Yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I always wonder about that with different industries. Cause I know, your, your industry, you know, also gets a bad rap with the, the contractor that takes a big deposit and drives off or the chuck in the truck and, you know, those types. And right. so I was wondering if every industry kind of has those, uh, the shady folks, but. Well, I certainly, you know, yeah, we're certainly in a couple of industries that has that rap. It's too bad because it's hard to find the people that do know what they're talking about. Yeah. And I feel like that's where content marketing can really play a nice role in, in helping educate, you know, and I know since we've started working together, you guys have, you know, we've done a lot of content for you, but you've been diving into video and, and starting to, you know, create some content yourself. I guess what, what has that journey been like for you kind of getting into that content mindset? You know, step back before Builder Funnel, I was the marketing guy, right? And I didn't want to be the marketing guy <laughs> I, I, because I never pretended that I knew how to do it but I didn't sure. have another option. So when Builder Funnel came along, I hired a marketing expert. You know, the, the, people, the team that you've dedicated to us are a team of experts. And they've allowed me and they've taught me and they, they've kind of <laughs> baby steps. They've allowed me to then participate in, their, in your marketing plan for us and to be a value. So, you know, the value maybe is we're, we have more time to go out and take little pictures of what's going on in the jobs and add to our Instagram story because that's where you're telling me I can add value. The baby steps we're taking on YouTube for the past couple of months, trying to get a video or two, two videos a month out. It's a simple goal. It's something that is a learning opportunity. You know, it, it takes a lot of, well, to me, it takes a lot of creating bad video to start creating better video and you just have to be okay yes. with that. But, yes. but your team has helped me, you know, here's why it's important. Here's some of the ways to think about doing it. And 
I'm learning how to do that. So since I'm not in charge of the marketing plan, I have time to be a piece of the marketing plan here. And, and I, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not having to guide the ship on the overall yeah. strategy and all the little nuances. But if it's like, hey, if you do these four things and put them in these places, that will really help a lot. And, <laughs> and, and your, your people being experts can say, hey, Andrew, you're good at this. So here's where you can help them. Yeah. And, and so, so it's nice to be successful at, at whatever you do, you know? Yeah. Well, and I love that you you talk about uh, creating a lot of bad video to create some better video. Uh, I share the example of myself. Uh, I think I've shared a few times on the podcast, but I first shot video for marketing for a business in 2010. And I had this great idea to do a whole series on uh, a social media tip every day for a whole summer. It was yeah. like social media summer. Every single video is terrible. I like They're still on YouTube. You can find them, yeah. but I won't tell you where. But you do have to kind of grind through those and, and yeah. they're super terrible. But people connect with that too, even if it's if it's not perfect, because they, they see you, you know. And it's funny because there's some good messages in that bad video, right? We had bad yes. audio and we had bad video and the wrong cameras, or you know, you try you make it work in every video you learn how what works for me on on how do I how do I script it, right? How do I what works for Andrew on how to communicate this. And there's a lot of good ideas in that bad video. And we talked about going back and doing them again, but there's a lot of good ideas that we haven't done yet. So video is interesting. And, and, you know, without getting too far into the weeds, your team's been good at taking the little videos that we've done and including it in the things that we're already doing. And, and for example, we send out a, a monthly newsletter with a little link to that YouTube video. And although I don't think getting people to that YouTube video is, is really super valuable, I think that having that as part of the process will be really valuable in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it connects back to what you talked about earlier with kind of seeing me in a lot of different places. It's the same thing, you know, maybe like yeah. 10 or 20 Agreed. or 30 people click on that link and they see you in the video and, and they're not like booking a meeting right at, at, on the spot, but maybe a month later or three months later, they've seen you six times now or 10 yeah. times now. And so, and, and uh, it's not great for the ego to have 25 followers, but, <laughs> but literally I met with a client the other day and said, I watched your video about this. What do you, how are we going to handle you know, and it's like, awesome. okay, that message reached somebody. We're now together. And that wasn't the only reason we're together, but it resonated. Yeah. Well, and to your point too, I mean, maybe you're like, ah, 25 followers or whatever it is, subscribers on YouTube, but if they're the right 25 yeah. and, you know, a handful of them sign up, then, then it almost doesn't matter if the number's small. So I'm curious, let's go back to kind of when we first, when you finally like, said, okay, I'm going to make this plunge. I'm going to, you know, try another marketing initiative. We start working together. How long do you feel like it was before you started to feel confident in, you know, the plan and what we were doing? Because I know there was still probably some like, okay, I'm making the investment, but I'm still a little unsure. So you and I, um, the, the first thing we did was we, we rebuilt my website. And that really took the better part of a year I think partially because I needed to be so involved in, in much of that content creation. And that was difficult on my bandwidth. 
that maybe took nine months to a year. So that was the first piece of it. And then at the end of that, you kind of take a deep breath and you're like, okay, finally, you know, that piece of it's done. And then it turned into us working together on the marketing and your plan using the new website that we generated. And for six months, it was just kind of building. And I was learning how your program worked and how it worked with the website. But at the end of that six months, you start to sweat a little bit about, okay, it's been a year and a half. Nothing's really happening. What is the timeline for something to happen? So it was a year and a half. I started to get a little bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially with the website part of it, you know, like yeah. you said, just adding that on the front end. And then, so it just kind of adds. Yeah, And that was just a year. Longer. That was just a year that we weren't marketing, you know, that's right. not, that wasn't, there's nothing negative about that. It was just another year that we trudged through business and in, in business the same way it has been for the past 20 years. Yeah. So what happened after that, you know, first six months of marketing, like forward, what did you start to experience? So, you feel like? So we started to get, we started to get leads, right? Back in the day, two years ago, when we first started, when you and I first started working together, I'd get a lead or two a month in my business in general. And through the website. Just web, total, not through yeah, the website, right? Yeah. yeah. And through the website, it might've been three or four a quarter. So it was rare to even get a lead through the website. So then we started getting leads through the website. They were appearing, popping up in my email in different ways. And it was like, okay, well, this is interesting. This is something. And it wasn't long after that, that really started to happen that we, we hit on a few that went to contract. So that was a big deal. That makes everything feel better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can connect it back to dollars. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you and and you could see the future spend, you know, it was easy to justify with my partners that here's why we spent this money. It took some time to get here. But you know, that little time right there in between when it starts to work and you, you are nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it is interesting too, because I feel like with with a lot of things, like we all want the result now, you know, but most things in life aren't like that. You know, they take time. And um, I think there are ways to fast track certain paths, but if you're on a journey of fitness, like you're not going to get a six pack in a week. And, yeah. you know, so. Uh, yeah, and, and, I think, yeah, and you and ahead. I talked about pay-per-click and things like that to kind of mm-hmm. fast track it. We never did it. We never took that step, you know, to this day, I'm really glad we didn't because now we're seeing what, what the, the real natural result is. And um, right now things are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, what does it look like now? What are the, you said you used to get a three or four leads a quarter from the website. What have the last couple of years looked like? Well, I, I took a quick deep dive before we got on together. Last quarter, Q3 this year, we had 60 leads just through the website. And that's, uh, awesome. that, that's crazy. Uh, this quarter, uh, this quarter to date, we're probably somewhere in the 23 to 25 range. I just got an email last late last night. So that's significantly different than you know, two years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. And so obviously leads are nice, but I think a lot of people that I talk to are still a little bit hesitant. They're like, well, internet leads are kind of junk or they're garbage or they're just tire kicking. What's been your experience? I'm sure there's some of that. 
but yeah, I mean, 60 leads is that you're like, well, that's way too many. Or how do you process those? You know, those are all the, you know, the questions yeah, that come of, next. That's a lot of different thoughts. You know, and as you said that, I got a million thoughts running through my head because 60 leads is a lot. And here's the crazy thing. 60 leads is, is fantastic. But I also get phone calls from people. And when I'm talking to them, it's really because they see me out there now. You know, I, I have to say about us, we're a small family business. Trust and honesty is kind of the basis of what we are. We're not the flashiest guys. We're not, we don't have some fancy dog and pony show that some guys do. I mean, and, and some clients need that. That's not us. We've, we've tried to be that, <laughs> and it's not us. Yeah, you just so, got to be who you are, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. But it, if you are who you are and you put it out to enough people, the right clients come to you. So got a call. We talked about this before the program a little bit that I'm meeting with a client right now, right after we're done here. I talked to him about where, where'd you get my name? Well, I've been doing a lot of research and I, I'm into research and I needed to find a guy that was trustworthy, somebody I could work with. So he found me through the marketing that we're doing, right? Whether it's the, the, the YouTube videos or just us online or a lot of the blogs we're doing. You've made, you've turned us into industry experts, but you've shown your, your team has projected who we really are out there and it resonates with the right people. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, Really, since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. There's a couple of things in there that, uh, that I want to hit on. One is when you start to just, I mean, part of it is we're just helping you showcase your knowledge that you already have, right? And, and most people aren't willing to share that knowledge online or get in front of a camera and just talk about stuff that's just normal to you. It's your day-to-day. -day. It's, I, I know how this process works, but your clients don't, right? They have no idea. They've done it once or zero times or, you know, and so them coming and they're going, oh, wow, this, you know, this team is super knowledgeable or wow, they're explaining their process. So now I trust them because they're demonstrating it. <laughs> and, and many times it's one thing, Spencer, it's one thing. It's, um, you know, through our marketing, you, you've projected our process, the way that we see this, right? So if I, if we put that in bullet points out to people, people say, I want to build a custom home, but I have no idea where to start. Marketing that just the overview of that process gives them a solution to their number one problem, which is I don't know where to start. 
And so the logical next second step is, well, as humans, many times it's, I'll just kind of send them an email or a text message or just watch their stuff. A little more comfort. That solution is still there. Maybe it's pick up the phone or send an email. That's the process that you've added to us too. Before it was, someone would either call us or they did. There was no, I didn't have a list of people that had found an interest in us and we keep marketing to them like you do. We keep emailing them. We keep sending them information. We keep them on the line because just the other day I had a guy call me, left me a voicemail. Hey, just wanted to leave you a voicemail. We talked a couple months ago. I'm still looking for land, but I don't want you to think I disappeared. Now I have people in, in the queue. <laughs> That's different, right? Yeah. Now I have people in the queue saying to me, don't forget about me. So, that, I mean, just the little things that I would have never anticipated when you and I first talked. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's almost always the other way around, right? It's they yeah. go MIA and they're, you're just chasing them down. And that I, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because that's the thing about those 60 leads in the last quarter. It's not like all 60 of those are calling you today, ready to start a project. Some of those are thinking about it. They're downloading stuff on the website. They're engaging with you. And that's that early part of the marketing process that you were kind of talking about where they're just getting familiar with you. And and there was no way for me to stay in touch with those people before, right? I mean, back of mind, it was, it was a good idea. So for example, somebody comes to us through a lead, we'll have our first and second conversation and maybe something doesn't line up. Maybe they find out that the land they were interested in doesn't work. Maybe the budgets aren't quite there, but you know, we talk and, and we, we set them up with a, with a, process forward and they may fall away and they for for let's just say they can't afford it right now or the number is higher than they anticipated so they're kind of a little bit set back but i i was never able to keep in touch with those people through the system builder funnels process i'm automatically staying in touch with them Right. So as they go back and they make some adjustments to their thinking, you know, one thing is now market just market values have drastically changed locally with COVID. So people are now saying, well, the numbers that he gave me before now kind of make more sense or I'm more comfortable with them. And they're still getting those emails from me and they're still reading my blogs and they're picking up the phone and calling me. I'm their I'm their guy back then and I'm still their guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. What else do you think that, you know, the, the increase in lead volume has done for you? I mean, a lot of times people just, they want more leads because they want to grow revenue and that's a piece of it. But have you been able to see a change in project type or size or anything like that? One of the things um, you said, you said it a little earlier was uh, I've experienced this from other builders. A lot of the online leads are junk or, um, you know, I never get anything good. So out of 60 leads, you know, five of them may be somebody really trying to sell me something, right? Sure. <laughs> but, so you get more you get more of everything, but more of everything means you get some more good ones. So it's changed our, it's imp- impacted our business in a number of ways. First, we've had to get better at sorting through leads. But let's be honest, when you don't have enough opportunity in your pipeline, you keep leads around that you really know in your heart that aren't good. You try to turn them into good leads and you can't do that. We all know that as business owners, you can't do it. But if you don't have other leads, you don't have an option, right? Yeah. You, you, you get a little desperate. We've gotten better at really just separating the ones out, 
just taking a minimal amount of time, created a process where we talk to people real quickly. We tell them what we anticipate for their budgets. If they're not the right people, they're gone early. That leaves the cream to work with. And, you know, when your pie gets, when your glass gets bigger, you get more cream at the top. And so our clients have gotten better. And when I say better, I mean, they're more able to afford to build a home here in central New Jersey. And that's always been a challenge. We've gotten better clients. We've gotten better projects and we've got larger projects. So it's challenged us to, to improve our business in other ways and not just sales. We've had to operationally get larger or more efficient. And we've learned to you know, do some new tricks with some of the products that are out there that, that we're, you know, we're always kind of bread and butter product guys. We like windows that have been around a long time and siding that we have a lot of experience with. But with bigger and better projects, you get challenged to learn about new pro- new products and try new things. So it's having more leads, generating more business has challenges all up and down the, the business. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's awesome. And uh, I think it's good to hear because some of this stuff, you know, I think we talk about like too many leads. I'd rather have that problem than, than not enough, but it's nice to hear you kind of hit on like why that's a positive thing because it, it, it allows you to be more choosy, you know, and then you're not desperate chasing. And so yeah. you do pit, you end up picking the better clients because you're not going, well, I have five opportunities. I need to chase them all, even though three of them are kind of not my, yeah. my perfect yeah. fit. I, yeah. I think that um, through our marketing program, we'll go back to, we're projecting who we really are. I know a lot of the guys that I talk to in, in builders, similar in size and shape to us, they do pay-per-click and stuff. Facebook advertising. And I think they do have a greater level of bad leads. I mean, there was a time where we would get phone calls about building. Can you build me a shed? You know what I mean? And I think, I think the pay-per-click and, and the stuff, I think that when you really craft your marketing around who you really are, it helps to get less of those really bad leads because you're informing people more about who you are. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You're you're basically attracting people that are drawn to you, you know, yeah. which is kind of that whole premise of, you know, inbound marketing, which is let's pull some people in versus just kind of like jamming a message out there and hoping that it, you know, it sticks or it lands. You're you're sucking people in that are actively looking or researching and and then they connect with you and they're yeah, I there was I'm a vibing time, with these guys. There was a long time that I laughed at you about inbound marketing and the and the funnel. And, and laughed at you not because um, I didn't believe you because it didn't mean anything to me, you know? But now I'm a guy who learns by doing. And as I see it happen, it's really incredible. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. How, how do you think your just whole like mindset has changed around marketing? You know, it sounded like when you first got started, it was like, this is part of my job, but I don't really like it. Do you like it or is it just you understand it more or kind of, uh, <laughs> I guess, how, how is that I like that I like that you do it. I like that. I like to be involved in it, but not running it. Not running, um, yeah. But I do enjoy the sales piece of it, which is, you know, a close fit with the marketing piece. You know, one of the things that, so, you know, here we are, 2020, there's one story this year and it's COVID. One of the things that, I don't know if you and I ever talked about it directly, but in March, March 15th, I remember being on Zoom calls with all different builder groups 
and we were trying to figure out how we were going to survive. And um, everybody else was cutting back. Maybe you were not paying some people to do some stuff. Maybe you were just not putting an effort in your marketing. Let's hold off on the marketing, you know, COVID shutting everything down. And at that moment, it was like, bing, this is now when GTG is going to shine. You know, Builder Funnel never lost a step. We were dealing with some operational issues, but our marketing was going on 100%. And while other guys were taking their foot off the pedal, right? And I didn't have the, I wouldn't have had the bandwidth or the mindset. You know, we were all trying to wrap our head around COVID. But I think it was that time in March and April, you know, now we look back and we see that people were home and they were considering projects. But it was that time in March and April that my marketing program was, was operating, firing on all cylinders. And, that's, and we're seeing the leads from that now. And we're seeing the jobs signing contracts with jobs from back then. So one of the things that happened this year that wouldn't have happened without Builder Funnel was we got a, a large increase due to the actual situation on the ground that none of us had a control over. But we continued to market through everything and, and it's been great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool to hear, and it reminds me of I'm I'm gonna probably misremember the company, but I think it was Procter and Gamble during the Great Recession, and they were one of the few companies that continued to market during that time and market pretty aggressively, and that was one of their biggest expansion times, you know, right during that and, and immediately after they were opening up new factories and hiring tons and tons of yeah. people. And, and I always, that always stuck with me because when, when everything hit in March too, like we were, we were preaching, Hey, keep marketing, keep marketing, whether it was, you know, clients like yourself or even just people that follow us who said, Hey, keep, keep yeah. marketing. And we were doing it too. Like we jumped in, we were on so many webinars and, you know, podcasts and just like getting content out there. You know, we had a similar experience. Everything kind of like froze for 45 days where all, everyone kind of it was like, what's going on? And then it was just, you know, like a rocket ship. And In some way, having Builder Funnel taken care of, of course, it was motivational. You know, we made some, that's when we really jumped into YouTube. We made some goofy little videos. We were all stuck in the house, right? I was stuck here with my family. I worked from a home office. But we made some goofy little videos. And um, just, just that little bit of energy was well-received because everybody was kind of going through this thing. But it just jump-started some other things. And having a marketing program that runs itself, you know, from my standpoint, it runs itself because your people do it, has just been beneficial. So when we get busy, you know, we have days in a small building company that it's all hands on deck. You've got maybe five projects running here and there. There's inspections and there's weather-related issues. So I take off my sales and marketing cap and I may go do an inspection or a walkthrough with the client. And my marketing program is still working, you know, that the things are still getting done that I would have had to put off for a day, but um, my blogs are still going out and, and stuff like that. So that's been, a, that's been a huge difference as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and everybody listen, do me a favor and go, go look for those videos. Cause uh, yeah, they made me laugh and I thought they were pretty creative and clever. And, uh, and to your point, they're very, you, you know, I don't know the way you delivered them. I don't know. I think you hit the humor just right. So I think that's why they, they resonated. So go check them out. There's, I think there's two or three uh, different yeah. ones kind yeah. of about, Hey, stuck at home. Like we can help remodel your kitchen. stuff. Like they're, that. they're out on our GTG builders, uh, YouTube channel. You'll see some of those other 
low quality videos that we talked about. <laughs> Get a better yeah. idea of what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, Andrew, we've got a, a one last segment of the show that we'll get to here in a second. Before we get there, a couple more questions. One is you've been super gracious and just sharing your experience about Builder Funnel and you know how we've helped you. But for anybody that's listening, whether they work with somebody like us, hire somebody else, or just want to do this type of marketing themselves, like what would be a takeaway for them just based on your experience? creating content, building out this machine, you know, online, other people that are in your shoes six years ago, that are you know, hesitating and, and so I, I, I may have said this, or but let me summarize something that I've tried to explain to friends in the business that one of the most important things that Builder Funnel brought me was a plane, right? You know, it's as simple as this is the plan you gave me. So I don't want to give away any secrets. I don't think I am, but it was You're fine. It, yeah. it was share anything <laughs> revolutionary to us. You know, two Instagram posts a week, a Facebook post a week. We're going to do a blog once a month. That list of things that you set up and you do that month after month after month, that's where you start. That's the secret sauce that I see guys paying for Facebook ads and and now they're doing they're doing great at Instagram. You know, they have somebody posting a lot of pictures, project managers. I think that's awesome. But the guys that are successful are all doing all of it on a regular basis. And that's really the thing that I think the smaller guys that don't have an expert working with them don't have. They're just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and they don't have that plan in place. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And to I'll, I'll drop a little secret too. Google is generally where all the leads come from. And then they kind of jump over to your social media to check you out. And that's where kind of that nurturing brand building, like trust building takes place along with email and some of the other things. But I find that most companies, unless they're doing social media extremely well and they're all over it, that's not actually what produces the lead in the original you know, spot. But I love what you said about just consistency. I feel like half of marketing is almost yeah. just the consistency. I agree. You know, Facebook, Instagram, they both do their own things. They're not generating the leads. You know, we've gotten contacted through there once or twice, but it's people are going to house after they learn about us and they're looking at our pictures there. You know, we're not paying house anything anymore. That was something I did before you. We talked about that way back when I was throwing tons of money through house and it was just money gone down the road. I still get the same benefit from house. People come, they see me. They go out to house and they see some of the projects, pictures we have there. So that is really incredibly true. I don't quite understand it still. You're, you're my project manager at Builder Funnel. Try to explain it to me. And one of the things I noticed when I did my uh, deep dive before we got together into our stats is when I came to you, I didn't have a um, mobile-friendly website. I, mm -hmm. I noticed uh, when I looked at it this morning, 65% of the leads in the past three months have come through mobile. Through mobile. So, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. 65%, right? So I didn't even have 65% of those leads I didn't have the ability to get way back when. And uh, that's another thing that, you know, if you're not paying attention to what people are doing on their phones, and I think that's maybe one of the things that'll happen with YouTube with some of the stuff we're putting out, you know, people are just scrolling through. Um, and if you can't do it, if you can't see it, take advantage of it on your phone, you might not, might not have any value. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's wild to think because I remember when the, the mobile websites first came out and, you know, people were like, oh, we got to do this. And then there was like four different ways to do it. And it, it was terrible. But 
traffic was like 2% or 1% for mobile. And and I think people put it off, but then it's totally flipped and some sites are more than, you know, 65. And, you know, so yeah, I think that's a a great point. Well, Andrew, we'll we'll get to our last segment, but if people want to, you know, check out what you're doing or find you online or anything like that, what's a, what's a good way to connect or, or check you out? Check me out at gtgcustomhomebuilders.com, right? I mean, there's the website, but the website has links to, uh, so all the other stuff that you're doing for us. If people do go over to gtgbuilders.com or gtgcustomhomebuilders.com, if you do that, I think people should spend a little bit of time looking at the blogs. I think the blogs that you guys have done for us have been a, a game changer and not something that was ever on my radar. So while you're there, look at what Builder Funnel does for me in my blogs. Yeah. Yeah. And go, go check out his Instagram and YouTube and hit, hit the follow button and subscribe so we can boost you over 25. Let's pump the ego a little. All right, Andrew, let's, let's wrap. We have a, a segment we call the fast five. So I'll hit you with five rapid fire questions and just uh, say whatever comes to mind. I've been losing sleep about this. So let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. First one's a softball. What's your favorite business book and why? I just read Oh, what's the name of it? You put me out. Never split the difference. Oh yeah. Chris Voss. Chris Voss. It's my new thing. And since I'm not spending a hundred hours a week working on my marketing, I signed up for some personal negotiations training. And my goal, my goal first quarter of this year is to improve my skills in negotiations. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I feel like I need to reread that one about four times because there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff in there. Agreed. I mean, and and he he just gives some good basic knowledge that's helpful and when you're negotiating pro, you know large projects. Yeah. All right. Next question: Who's the most inspirational person in your life? I'd have to split it. You know, my father was. He's passed, but right now it's my wife. She has struggles, and um, watch her going through life. You. You see somebody like that, your own little things are, are uh, small in comparison. So it's my wife, definitely my wife. That's awesome. All right. Next question. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? Whoa. I want to see, I'd like to see what's going on in your head, right? I want to see, <laughs> see what's going on in my client's head. So I, I guess I, you know, I want to be a mind reader. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I feel like I had somebody else that were also in sales or, or negotiation and they said the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> it would sure make it easier. All right. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Whoa. Whoa. Friendly, passionate, loyal. Very good. All right. Final question, Andrew, is if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? If your problem is marketing and generating leads, I don't want to sound like a suck up, Spencer, but I really think that people should, you know, focus a little bit on watching some of the stuff that you're putting out, some of the information that you're giving away for free. And regardless of how you use that information, you've got a lot to teach people about marketing, specifically in the construction industry. And I think that's something that that maybe you need to talk about more too. You're an expert, your business, your people are an expert in renovations, additions, and custom home building marketing versus some guy that's just a marketing guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, as, as you guys know, we try to make these podcasts as educational as possible and not pitch fest uh, for our own company. But check out our free stuff. We put out a ton yeah. of it. So, well, Andrew, thanks for, for joining me today. It's always a blast hanging out with you. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, um, 
it always makes me think about what do I got to do better to keep up with builder funnel? <laughs> keep getting those leads better and better. If you want to put something on your radar, I'd love to see you doing a start your own podcast in 2021. Oh so. boy. <laughs> we'll we'll talk offline. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate right. it. Thanks, Andrew. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andrew. Always enjoy hanging out with him and, and talking to him. We go way back, so it's always fun. We still have never met in person. We we're hoping to do that at in Vegas, but that went virtual this year for IBS. So maybe 2022. But as always, let's pull out a couple of takeaways. One of them was, I think Andrew hit on it a few times, was just kind of the combination of having a plan and being consistent with that plan. You know, so when you have a plan and you execute on it, you're not always changing it. You're not always thinking about it. You're going, well, I did this last month or, oh, let's try this or, oh, let's try this. And you kind of end up bouncing around. So nothing ever gains momentum. So I think pick a plan stick to it, be consistent, and then evaluate the results from that. But don't just do something for three or six months and, and then go, well, no, oh, that didn't work. You know, see, see it through. And obviously you want to be strategic in that plan. But uh, having the plan and being consistent is a huge, huge part of being successful with marketing. And then the next takeaway is really, at this point, I think we've, we've moved in the industry from trying to convince people that Hey, the internet is is important and it plays a role in your marketing. Like it is a critical piece. That's where people go to do research. They Google questions, they look for information, they look for videos, for photos. They want to know how this process works. And so you need to get online, you need to build a really robust presence there. Create content, whether it's blog posts, video, those types of things, but start educating your prospects through content, through marketing. And you'll start to see that people will see you as an expert. They'll start building some trust. And it kind of all happens behind the scenes. And then suddenly more calls come in, more opportunities come in, more of those sales conversations start to come in. So get out there and start creating some content. Again, as always, really appreciate you guys listening to Builder Funnel Radio here and hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andrew and I. If you did, pass along to a friend, a colleague, leave us a quick review. It really helps us spread the word and keep helping move this industry forward. And uh, let's all get out there and improve our marketing. All right, have a great day. We'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.